Good morning, everyone. Welcome to my first cup of coffee. I realized I never say who I am. This is Jeffy Kennedy. <laughs> and I'm going outside. It is later today. It is 1020. And I am coming to you from a new phone and a new app. Um, never mind my unhappiness with the old voice memo app, uh, which was irritating. I was still having trouble. It was not a seamless transition for that saving and also the way it would cut out like that. So, <laughs> but what happened was, is my phone died on Saturday. My screen abruptly decided not to play anymore. The phone worked, but the screen would not. You're going back to your weak spot. Sorry, I have to talk to Jackson here. He's thinking about heading out to the road, but we're not doing that this morning. So, I had to go to the Verizon store. I'll tell you more about all that later. But the short, the TLDR, is that I uh, have switched to an Android phone. Um, no longer having the iPhone. And I can tell you my reasons for that if you guys care. Uh, so... I had to find a new voice recorder app, and I ended up, gasp, paying for one. Um, it was like $3.50. Um, but it's so far, it seems like a really great app. I tested it yesterday. I did have it set up and tested yesterday. So um, it'll be interesting to see if you find that the uh, that there's more clarity. Okay. Oh, yeah. There. My... Uh, I was just checking my screensaver thing. I'll undoubtedly still talk about it, but I was just making sure it was still going. Um, I'm hopeful that this one will be more stable. Uh, it's certainly more user-friendly, so there is that. Oh, so, and it's good that I got that set up, because I do want to talk to you all today about kind of that thing and about some of my debacle on Friday and sort of the overall theme of what do you do when your schedule gets disrupted? And right now I'm sitting out here on the east side of the house and wow, I'm in my, I'm in a tank top and the sun is so warm, it's just lovely. But I'm a little bit later today for various reasons, which maybe I'll get to. But I did want to be organized. <coughs> Excuse me, and focus on this because something I talk about with writing a whole lot is building a habit and sticking with it. And it's hugely, hugely important to develop the writing habit. It just really is, you know, and people never want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it when I was learning to be a career author, not learning to write. This is about the, the structure and the logistics of being a writer. And it's really important to develop that writing habit, the time and the place and the process that you use to write. You guys will probably hear these notifications, but maybe I can figure out how to silence those eventually. That's the thing about switching phone types, right? Learning curve. So that's one of the things that having a, a writing habit does for you is that it removes that learning curve. Um, 
some people talk about it in terms of ritual. For many, many years, I had a ritual where I would put on, I had two different desks. I had a big enough house that I could do that, where I had two different desks for writing, or one for writing and one for the day job, because I worked from home. And which desk I was at made a difference. I would put on certain music. Um, the soundtracks from The Mission or Master and Commander were big favorites for a long time. And that would help trigger me into, okay, now it's time to write. We're going to sit here and write. I sat in those days. Um, I think today, being on the walking treadmill, the walking desk, um, does a lot to trigger me into it. But also, it's just partly a habit. I am very, very used to writing for a certain number of hours every day. And I, I'm mentioning this repeatedly because I feel like it's very important for people to understand because it's a question that I probably get more than many other, other uh, excuse me, <laughs> than any other. You know, it's like, how do I improve my productivity? How do I get words written? I want to be a writer, but I never have time to write. All of these things. Um, you have to build that habit and you have to enforce it. You have to teach everyone who knows you that they have to respect your writing time. And it's not easy because they don't understand, they don't intuitively understand that you can't be interrupted. That a, a quick question, uh, oh, can I just ask you this one thing, can derail you for an hour. It, you know, tears you out of the story. And all of you who've tried to write, um, or maybe if you do some other art, you're familiar with that. I find it's very true with writing because of the having to hold the story in my head. Uh, I don't know if, like, painters feel that way. I imagine musicians would because you're, like, holding that melodic line in your thread, in your head. Melodic thread in your head. Um, yeah, it just takes this concentration, and the concentration, once broken, is takes a long time to build up again. So, and maybe I can talk about that more if you guys want to hear more about that because what I really want to talk about today is what you do when that gets disrupted. So that's what happened to me on Friday. Um, I, I deliberately did things out of order because, you know, I wanted to go get my cereal and I'd been running around doing things and, um, and it was just a day of disruptions, which continued into Saturday with my phone breaking. And you know how you kind of go through these phases in your life where it's like nothing works right. Uh, you don't have the things you need. Uh, people need things from you. <coughs> things break. And I'm going to have to walk into the house and get my hat. That's so sunny out here. See, there are times when I don't have my hat and good reasons that I wear it. So, David needed things from me. He was working on a couple different things, and he was, you know, because, of course, I wasn't writing. He felt free to ask me for stuff, and I, uh, you know, I couldn't say no. <laughs> no, I'm writing because I, I wasn't. It's like, no, I really want to be writing, and I'm not. Uh I don't even remember all the things that happened on Friday that were so disruptive. Um, but I thought, I have just blown this day. And I used to do that all the time. If I didn't have my words done by noon or one o'clock, I would just think that I was done. And it was partly because I taught myself to be a morning writer, because that was the only time that I could write consistently at the same time. 
every day. Um, for a long time, I got up very early at like 4.30 and wrote for a couple of hours before work. And then for when I worked at home for a long time, I would still write in the morning for an hour and then gradually it grew longer, two or three hours, before I would then switch over to the day job. So... And one thing that I and one thing I'd found back then was that if I did the day job first, which occasionally there would be some sort of fire and I would have to be available to put it out, because that's what they paid me to do. <coughs> I don't know why I'm coughing this morning. Must be just still a lot of pollen in the air. So in those cases, I would, like, try to write again in the afternoon. You know, like some people tell me they'll try to write when they get home from work, and that just never worked for me. I mean, I was just done. Once I'd done the day job for the day, I was kaput. So I think I kind of had that idea in my head that I was, that I couldn't write in the afternoons. But on Friday, I had, you know, really not done much at all worthwhile. You know, screwed around with the podcast. I'd gone to the store. I'd helped David with a few things. <clears throat> I did a few businessy things since I was sort of like all disrupted anyway. And then I thought, well, let's just try and work on this collaboration. And you know what? I got it all done. Um, I completely rewrote that first chapter. Um, I ended up writing like 2,000 words that day, which is a low day, but not bad for starting out on something new, you know. And, uh, you know, it ended up being, I got done what I wanted to do that day, and it ended up being a very productive day. So, so the question is, is what do you do when, you know, let's say you've built this careful writing habit and this careful routine, and you've taught everybody to stay, stay far away from you, and then it, for whatever reason, gets knocked all to hell. You know, the house burns down or something. You know, arguably, I let what happened on Friday happen to me. Which, sometimes I wouldn't. And I, I allowed it in part because I was between projects. And if I'd been furious on word counts, I probably would not have done that. So, there's a couple of things I think that you have to keep in mind. One of which is that the habit and the schedule works for you. It's there to make things easier for you. But you don't have to have it. You don't have to have it to write. Uh, part of my ritual back in the day when I was first starting out was I had this one kind of jersey dress, this blue jersey dress that was one of my favorite dresses ever. I love that damn dress. And it got to the point where it was too worn for me to wear it in public. It had holes in it. But it was my writing dress. And <laughs> David finally said something to me about how it had big holes in it. Because it was getting to the point where the holes were indecent. So even though he was the only one seeing me, uh, he would <laughs> comment upon it. And I said, oh, but I don't want to get rid of this dress because it's my writing dress. And he gave me one of those looks and he says, the writing comes from you, not from the dress. And And it's an important thing to remember. So... So that's the thing, is that even if your schedule is disrupted, that doesn't mean that you can't write. And that's something that I have to relearn occasionally. It's like, if I'm not at my walking desk, if I am not in the, you know, at the perfect time, and I don't have my special incense burning, which I don't do, but some people do, 
those things help, but they are not mandatory because the writing comes from you. So what you do is get yourself back into that frame of mind. Maybe you need to do some of the same lead-up steps to get into it like you would have done if everything had been intact. The other thing I want to talk about is that... Hello, Bluebird. We have these mountain bluebirds around here. They're so pretty. And here's one come up right beneath me to get a bug. Uh, The other thing to think about is... And this is one of those almost like Chinese philosophical things, you know, like where the the word for opportunity is also, or the word for catastrophe is also the, or the glyph for catastrophe is also the glyph for opportunity, Um, which is one of those things that people say, you know, like when a door shuts, a window opens, but there is, there is an essential truth to this, that when your schedule gets shattered, when your habits and ritual get disrupted, that's a really good opportunity to look at what you do and don't need. Uh, it's very easy. The, the great thing about building a writing habit is that once you build a habit, it takes over things for you. Uh, the bad face of a habit is that they can be difficult to break. Um, on the SFF7 blog a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that whole one space or two spaces after the period. And I thought it was very funny that two guys, one of the guys on the blog and another guy who commented, said, it's more than habit, it's muscle memory, which to me is a very masculine way of saying things. I thought that was funny that it was guys saying that, as if muscle memory is somehow like even deeper than habit. And it's like, no, I've, I really hate to tell you guys, um, muscle memory is the same thing as habit. Actually, I don't hate to tell you that. I just wish you would listen to me. All habits can be broken. Uh, anyone who has, had, who has successfully quit smoking can tell you, you can break it. It's not easy, but you can do it. So that's the thing is habits can either work for you or they can run your life. And if a habit runs your life, then you have to look at maybe you need to break it. So when something happens to disrupt your schedule, your ritual, your habit, that's an opportunity to say, okay, hi, what do I really need here? Uh, what, what is essential? What can I throw away? And, and so that was good for me because, for example, it was okay that I started working at nearly noon. Um, and I still got my work done. And it was like, okay. I can do this. I don't have to start at a particular time. That's the other thing that links in with getting the phone. So on Saturday, I'd had a very good schedule planned out. I was going to that party Saturday night. Um, I had gotten up early and had gotten the sheets in the wash and even in the dryer before I went to yoga. And then I went to Trader Joe's and got my supplies for making the thing I was going to make. And then I met David for coffee and a pastry at Cliff Foodies, which was lovely and delicious. And I got home and I connected my iPhone to my, you know, Bluetoothed it to my Bose speaker. And I had that out and I was playing my music and sorting the rest of the laundry. And that way I had it figured that I could get all the laundry done and put away before I went to the party. And I looked at my phone and the screen was black. Music's still playing. Screen was black. So I ended up spending like three hours at the Verizon store on Saturday afternoon, which fortunately was not too busy. And 
they said, well, do you want to get, you know, it's like, okay, you're going to have to get another phone. You could, I could have like paid my $200 deductible and sent it in to be repaired, but I was eligible for an upgrade and I only had like $80 left on my previous phone. So the store, they were very nice. They offered to pay off the rest of what I owed and then gave me the upgrade new phone. And oh no, it was easier because I was going to be at this party. I wanted to be able to take pictures. I wanted, um, David was going to drop me off and pick me up later. So I really needed to be in contact. I didn't want to not have my phone. And besides which, that's, that's a huge habit too, right? You know, you just have this phone and you have all these things that you do on it all the time. Can't possibly be without it. So it was funny because the manager says, well, the guy who was helping me at that point, and he says, um, he says, well, you know, the iPhone 10 came out today if you want that. And he said, or we can get you an Android phone, which will be considerably cheaper. The screen action is better and it will last you much longer. And I'm already pretty irritated with my little iPhone 7 that the screen just sort of stopped working like that. And I had it fixed once already, which was not cheap. So, and he says, but he says, you may not want to do that because you're an iPhone person. And I was like, I am not an iPhone person. And, you know, my mom is forever accusing me of being an iPhone snob, uh, which, you know, I really don't think I am. I moved to iPhone a huge long time ago uh, from the BlackBerry, and I was unhappy with my BlackBerry. And one of the girls I worked with said get an iPhone, it'll work so much better, it's so intuitive. And so going from a BlackBerry to an iPhone was like going from, let's see, what would it be? Like going from a Hyundai to, I probably shouldn't like slam brands on my podcast, right? Anyway, like going from the beater card that you uh, that your parents bought you when you were 16 to, you know, like a Jaguar. It just... It worked so much better. Everything was so much better. And I knew how to use it. So, you know, that's a huge thing because there's that habit again too, right? You know, you don't have to think about it. So, you know, I asked them a whole bunch of questions of what the Android would and would not do for me. And it turned out that really the only downside was the learning curve. And that I would have to, like, reinstall all of my apps, right? But again, I'm looking at this as an opportunity to break habit because, you know, I had everything on my old phone set up exactly the way I liked it, you know, and I used it frequently and without thought. Um, and it's interesting on the new phone, you know, trying to figure out where things are. And it was kind of good to get on the weekend because I got to spend yesterday getting things set up, got this voice recorder put on here. Uh, but, you know, it's sort of like, oh, well, what apps do I really need? And I can't reference the old phone, so I don't know. You know, I, I did bring over all of my contacts, and so that's good, contacts and uh, photos and all of that sort of thing. Uh, but otherwise, I'm going to have to go through and put things on. And so, I, you know, I've put some of them on, but other ones are like, well, do I really need that? So... So that's what I suggest. Um, so maybe it's a, we could make it three points on the, when your schedule disrupt, rub, gets disrupted. The first one would be the Douglas Adams classic, which is don't panic. Uh, 
it's not that big of a deal. And then the second one is to uh, go ahead and recreate it, find another way to work. You could still do it. And then the third one is look at, at it as an opportunity to tweak what you've been doing. Uh, maybe you don't have to do things the way you thought you had to do them. So that's a, a, a longer talk for me today. Or not a longer, but like cohesively all on one topic. So tomorrow I'll tell you about some of the things I was doing this morning, which was basically getting ready for Dublin Worldcon next August. So I'll try to remember to talk about that tomorrow. I hope you all have a lovely week. Um, I probably never started out with the date. It is October 29th, isn't it? Um, Monday. So Halloween in a couple of days. Hope you all are having a great time with Halloween. I enjoy it. Hope you're all getting out and vote. Please go vote. And I, or if you're in the U.S., if you're not in the U.S., you might as well because the Russians are all voting anyway, right? So, ah, uh, well, never mind that. And so we all take care. Thank you for sharing my first cup of coffee with me. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.